time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, listeners from all nations. That includes Fire Nation, Earth Nation, Water Nation, and Air Nation to this very special, um, we're talking about Riot and the Last Dragon here on After the Credits CM Chunks podcast. Hello, <laughs> this is your um, guy, Matt Chewy, and uh, we have uh, Ryan here with us. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? It's going great. Oh, good. Sean, what's up? <laughs> I'm just living here in the Air Nation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had nothing for the intro, and I just, like, <laughs> like we said that I was going to introduce this episode, and I, I felt put on the spot, and I felt really nervous, and that's just all I could come up with. I'm sorry, that's all I could do, so, um, at any rate, um, hello listeners, we are going to be discussing uh, Disney's newest uh, Disney Animation Studios feature, part of the uh, the official Disney animation canon, and that is Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, it's, uh, it's out on Disney+, Plus, kind of, it's, um... It's on Premiere Access. Is that what it's called? Premiere Access? Yeah, I think that's what Yeah, called. so you know, you you got to you got to pay 30 bucks uh to watch it early or you got to just know somebody with a login who paid 30 bucks to watch it early. Um you know, I'm sure there's at least one of us in of those in the in this group here. <laughs> um But at any rate, we all watched it. We've all seen it. And if you're on the fence about whether or not you should watch it, uh, fear not. We will give you our spoiler-free review um, before we dive into spoilers and let you know whether or not we think it's worth the thirty dollars. But before that, um, are we are we chunk firing here? Are we gonna are we gonna get toastier on the chunk fire? It's a requirement. I think we're ha- yeah. we, we're forced to. Okay, I've been forced to do this at gunpoint every episode. Have you guys not? Well, this, I'm the one holding been... you at gunpoint, so. <laughs> it's like that meme. You got Ryan at your computer with another Ryan um, putting a gun to his head behind him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I only I do it out what... of obligation. I would feel bad holding you at gunpoint and then not doing it myself. Okay, I'm not a monster. Fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we can we can all pretty much agree that all of this is out of obligation, right? To some degree, yes. yeah. yeah. Okay, excellent. Good. Okay. Great. All right. Well, then, uh, why don't we, why don't we take a trip around the old chunk fire, and I'll go ahead and start us off because uh, I don't have much to say because once again, it's not been very long since our last recording. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but in the time since our last recording, I have, uh, and I, and by in the time I mean like last night, I just uh, started on something I've wanted to start on for a while, and that is I am watching through Star Trek. And, Whoa, oh, we well, you. I tried doing it. I tried doing it a while ago. Um, uh oh. Um, <laughs> I tried. I tried doing it. So I, I left Steam open. Hang on. Oh, oh. <laughs> I got notification. I tried doing this a while ago, several years ago, and like a lot of things that I stopped doing. You know, I was busy at the time. I kind of fell out of it, and then by the time I wasn't busy anymore, I went, "Ah, oh, it's been too long. I should restart." Um, so my goal has always been to watch through. TNG and uh, Deep Space Nine. Those are the two that I'm most interested in. I want to watch those two shows. I've also I've also kind of had a passing interest in watching through all of um, 
uh, original series, and you know, I was talking over it with my wife, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, let's let's watch some classic episodes." So she's curated about, I think, sixteen episodes from the three seasons of the original series, um, and uh, most of them are, you know, in the middle. So I I have the ones that I already watched back in the day, and uh, and now we're going through her list of these are some must sees. Um, so. Uh, we just started last night. We just uh, we just watched through uh, the first two on our list. Uh, one of them I'd already seen. Actually, I'd already seen both of them, but it'd been a while. One of them was the one where um, where Sulu uh, runs around with a sword. Oh uh, man, that's, fan- that's fan- great! It's one of the first episodes. That's like, yes, yeah. it's very early. It's in season one, it's and like again, three both the ones that we watched I had already seen. So we watched that one, and that one I forgot how weird it gets at the end with the time travel stuff. It just takes a very strange left turn at the very end of the episode. And then we watch the one with the um, air quotes unicorn, which is, you know, a, a, a dog. And um, the Easter bunny? The one with no, the Easter bunny? No, no, sure no. It's the, it's, the one where, um, it's the one where Kirk splits into uh, um, Evil, Spark, um, uh, Kirk? Evil Kirk and, um, uh, sa- and sad yeah. uh, Jerry from Rick and Morty Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah so we're two down we got uh 14 of those from her personally curated uh list and then we're gonna start on uh on tng and go from there so um and and part of the reason we're doing this now is uh scrubs update um i, I can only take so much of that show <laughs> at a time and um and may have doubly so so um so we need something to kind of stick in between the other shows that we're watching right now so we're gonna we're gonna be going through this one or two a night i'm looking forward to it yeah that's it's, uh, uh, that's um, makes me really excited as someone who just went through that and is currently still going through the experience i find it very rewarding i, I hope you enjoy it as much as i did because you're on you're on uh, deep space nine right that's right yep okay well it'll be a little while before i get there but um and like a lot of big pop culture pop poop culture things um <laughs> pop pop culture things i'm uh late to the party uh but you know better late than never it's been something i've wanted to do for a long time so you know it's a it's a good one to follow up after watching through all of the simpsons in the last couple years i think there's a lot of content and you know when we get to the end of deep space nine maybe i'll want to keep going who knows yeah you'll you'll want to keep going but then you'll keep going and go i shouldn't have kept going (laughs) Right, well, because then you get Voyager, and well, there's there's still some good stuff after Deep Space Nine, but I, I think Ryan and I probably would agree that you'll have passed the high points. Um, yeah. Although the movies, there's some good movies still, um, and, and we're gonna do the movies as well. We're gonna we're, we're gonna do cool. do the movies. Uh, yeah, it seems like one of those things where people who are into Star Trek have a lot of different opinions about you know what of it is good and what isn't. It, it kind of like The Simpsons, like people have different opinions mm-hmm. about when The Simpsons got bad, yeah. and like, I don't know. I just wanted to watch all the way through the end because you get to a point where you're into a series and you're into the characters and you kind of just, if nothing yeah. else, out of curiosity, you spend so much time with them, you want to see what happens. Um, so, you know, I think, again, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. It's uh, too early, too early for that kind of talk. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, I think that's a good way to go through the original series, too, even though in general, I am in huge you know much bigger fan than i expected but i think that you know a curated viewing will help the experience and kind of yeah you know make it go down smooth yeah she said the same thing and um i've also been told that it's uh it's not as um 
serialized. It's not as connected. There's not as much continuity. It's a little bit more yeah. like, here's a random adventure that these people went on. And so I, I kind of feel like later on, if I want to go every once in a while watch a random uh, yeah. TOS, then it should be okay to do that. So, Yeah. I mean, even Next Generation is pretty serialized. There, there's ongoing things, I suppose. But Deep Space Nine is the one that really kind of... Yeah, there's narrative threads going in yeah got it okay well that's that's all i bring to the fire this week it's a it's a big hefty chunk so we got the fire going um (laughs) but uh, that's all i bring to it this week so uh uh ryan what you got um let's see well someone a good friend of mine gifted me ori and the future of the forest what was it called and the Blind Forest gifted that game to me. Matt, thank you very much. I've played five minutes of it, and it's already the best game I've ever played. <laughs> I'm sure that you meant that sincerely. Um, uh, no, I mean, it looks cool. I'm looking forward to playing it. I'll look forward to updates on future podcasts, dear listeners. Um, did, you, did you mean it? Did you mean it when you said, um, I'm, a, I'm a good friend of yours? I did. Well, more so the fellow <laughs> podcaster part, I think. Okay. <laughs> no, That's I'm fair. just kidding. That's, That's fair. Uh, oh, but follow up from a previous podcast, I got my Mario, Super Mario 3D All-Stars in mm. the mail <laughs> for a console I do not own. It's in pristine condition. I'm going to resell it for $4,000. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point, just like hang on to it. Is it, is it still in the shrink wrap? It's still in the shrink wrap. Okay, so yeah, we yeah. I, I feel like we don't know what Nintendo's up to. I feel like they're being super shady by not saying anything about why they're pulling those games. So you it's don't know what's more on to them. So it, it could be an investment. It maybe not. You know, maybe they release a set that has Galaxy Two, and then you just wasted your money. Um, but then mo- it'll be a collector's item. Uh, yeah, see, just by it, the very nature of it not existing as much right actually that would be best case scenario right if they release a 3d all-stars that also has galaxy 2 in it then you don't then you have all the games and then you can wait until the one you have right now is rare and turn it around and sell it for four thousand dollars exactly um and today of all days mario day yeah as of recording it is it is mar 10th that is right it is mario day (laughs) it's mar 10 so it's Mario Day. <laughs> uh, uh, but beyond that, I watched the Billy Holiday versus United States. That movie is not very good, despite my fandom. Um, and then I watched No Man Land, which is very good, and is is good. That's my review good. of No Man Land. Good. It's good. We have to do an episode now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of like Into the Wild, the Emil Hirsch mm-hmm. movie. Kind of like, it has the yeah. same. You know, that kind of vibe where you're just out there on your own yeah. in the wilderness. Speed Racer, that, that one, right? Yeah, that yes, one. yes, yeah. <laughs> She's this old lady's driving her van oh, across the movie. United States. <laughs> oh, man. that's But all in the same Speed Racer cartoony style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's just at, like, she's like the same character, though, where she's like, you know, an older lady and has to poop mm. in buckets yes. and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. And and just very annoyed by the world that she lives in. Yeah. Just constantly bombarded with colors and noises and, you know, (laughs) monkeys that get into antics. That's the movie, right? That is. So you've seen it. I just, or, or you've seen the trailer at least. 
Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Well, there you go. Those are my chunks. All right. I'll pass the I'll pass the fire on to Sean. <laughs> okay. Now holding the fire. Um uh I got a couple things. Um a couple short ones. One, I filmed a music video this week. That was fun. Um and by fun I mean like all productions that for some reason I keep getting myself into is a stressful chaotic train wreck uh, <laughs> sean are, are you sure you enjoy filmmaking I don't, I don't i don't i don't know if anyone does i think the more i go the more i learn like it i don't know what it doesn't make any sense it's like well i've said it before it's like pregnancy after a couple of weeks i just like forget the pain like oh yeah that was fun let's do that again uh, no i was actually yeah i just want i just like imagining like ellie is full of like burgeoning or like wannabe actors filmmakers just bustling with people trying to break into the business meanwhile sean can't stop getting bombarded <laughs> with different gigs <laughs> you uh, are you are a grateful jerk i know uh no it was uh it was fun it was a, it was a music video so obviously comparably short to to feature films and even short films um but it is listening to the same song a lot yeah. over and over throughout you know the day, and uh, um, what what is that? And song we were filming in this old church, uh, so it's fun. Uh, the name of the song is called "Worlds on Fire," and it's by the band Doris and the Daggers. Ooh, it's okay. actually just a cover of All Star, where they just repeat the <laughs> one lyric, <laughs> or uh, yeah, "Worlds on Fire." Do you think they'll appreciate yours? your comparison to All Star? Did they appreciate my comparison? Do you, oh, think, I didn't do you think they will com- appreciate your comparison to All Star? Oh, uh... I, I I burned those bridges long ago, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. Um, it's nothing at all like All Star, actually. Uh, but go listen to it. It's called, yeah, Doris and the Daggers, World's on Fire. Video to be released soon, I guess. I don't know how long it's going to take them to edit, but... It's out of your hands now, right? It's Yeah, I've done my job. I've I've tried to stop it, <laughs> Just, <laughs> despite my best effort. It's, so, so it sounds like you haven't cool. done your job. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I wasn't being paid, so I don't know what my job was, really. I just oh. wandered around set, hucking batteries at people most of the day. Um, anyways, uh, so I did that, and then I watched the movie Judas and the Black Messiah on um, HBO, and that was a good movie. Um, it's one of those, you know, historical semi-political not semi very political but um historical based you know movies that just makes you very unhappy with humanity in many ways um but it's a very good film everyone should watch it yep it's and uh, the guy from list. yeah the guy golden globe winner he was really good um and then what else? Uh, oh, and then one last thing I kind of want to mention just because I've been, I don't know, in in the background of my life, as is YouTube, just everything I'm doing, I always have something playing on YouTube. I've been down this rabbit hole of debunking this. There's this there's this woman who has a channel. Her name, she's she has a cooking channel. Her name's Anne Reardon. She's this Australian woman. She's like the coolest, like just smart she's like a she's a food scientist but basically she has a cooking channel where it's like baking and normal stuff but she's gotten i don't know if she's gotten popular but i've watched her because she has a series where she debunks 
all of these like five minute crafts you could do at home and like look at these cool recipes you can make at home with like knowing like put an egg in a orange and put in the microwave and you have a three layered you know yellow cake made and and like yeah you know put seen plenty of those (laughs) yeah put you know hot glue on a toothbrush and brush your teeth and your teeth are shiny and like you know put strawberries and bleach to turn them white and now they're a fun white strawberry it's like these are all these are all no i hope no one does that but there's legit videos by these content farms that are like five minute crafts so yummy in you know recipes that are just awful (laughs) i've seen one of those the other day that just made me just very upset because it was like (laughs) make your entire breakfast in a four slot toaster and so like so it's like okay so four pieces of toast put your bread in and then like get one of those like packets of sausage that are frozen like the links are frozen together and then you just, you just put that in okay all right and then um i don't remember what the third thing was but the last one was like all right take some foil and fold it into a little pouch and then like scramble some eggs and just pour it in the pouch and then they just stick that in the toaster and and I, i'm sitting here like and then you know of course they cut and then they cut to everything yeah. finished but i'm sitting here like okay but like all the bacon grease oh that was the other one it was put bacon inside of a foil pouch as well so i'm like okay all the meat grease is going to be just melting down into the innards of the of the toaster and just like the 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 scrambled egg is just going to run all over the place and you're just going to have this awful like electrified mess and that's what they mostly turn into is just giant messes that are awful and so it's really funny because she's like I don't know. This this is obviously not going to work because one, she's a food science show. She knows exactly like yeah. there, you didn't put any you know uh, rising ingredient in this thing. There's no way this is going to work. But all right, let's do it anyway. And then so she does everything. Like she'll like test out all of it, and they obviously all just end up in like awful burnt messes, <laughs> you know, on fire or just like not. And, and so then she always gets her husband as like the taste tester. <laughs> just like, and it's just like this guy is like, Oh God, this is awful. What is it? What, what was this supposed to be? And it's just like, I don't know. They're really cute and just like silly, but it's, it's just kind of fun seeing them just like, I don't know, like these, these awful dumb bees. I've watched those videos too. And yeah. they're just mindless and dumb and they don't, most of them are even are so stupid too because it's like it doesn't it's like life hacks you know it's like ooh life hack uh cut a hole in this bag so you could get the stuff inside the bag well why didn't you just open the bag like you normally would open the bag I don't, you know like stuff like that it's just like what are, what are uh society is weird we live in weird weird times anyways were you about to say that we live in a society we, I was about to. You're not allowed to. That's, I have. We have a couple weeks until we can say that. That, that belongs to Zack Snyder now. <laughs> uh, anyways, so yeah, Anne Reardon. It's a it's a fun YouTube channel, and she and her actual recipes are good, and she she's smart, and it's just she's fun to watch. Anyways, that sounds, that sounds great. That's my chunk fire. Okay, great. Well, you got a sufficient fire raging. I don't know if it's raging mm-hmm. and just I don't know if I could say sufficient and raging at the same time. At any rate, um, cool. Well, nice, nice to hear from y'all. Uh, since what's going on in the last uh, few days of your lives. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, now y'all did this on the uh, Tenet review, which I didn't listen to because I still haven't seen Tenet. Um, I'll get to it eventually, but I guess we're gonna do a short spoiler free review 
and then um and then we'll scream spoilers ahead a bunch of times um unnecessarily and then uh <laughs> then ryan will recap the movie um so for right now um no spoilers ahead yet until we say so all right uh so ryan the lost dragon it is the newest of uh walt disney animation studios feature films uh it was supposed to come out in uh for the holiday season in november but you know movie theaters weren't and kind of still aren't a thing um so they did the they did the mulan thing they put it on um premiere early access and we watched it uh what what did you guys think of it um it was okay um i wanted to like it more than i did but i didn't dislike it i think in terms of the disney animated uh disney animation studios of recent you know of the it is probably on the lower rung for me um i i just i was constantly comparing it which is unfair to a certain degree kind of to a lot of their other stuff and this one it just didn't feel quite as smart and most of the humor didn't land for me in this one um some of the stuff I liked, there was some cool, the, some the action stuff was pretty cool. And there were some like fun animated sequences that were um, really interesting. And I, I wish they kind of went into that more. And the world I thought was pretty cool and had a lot of potential. Um, but ultimately I, I just felt it was, uh, it didn't really grow attached to many of the characters. Um, so for me, like, <laughs> I would not say it's worth if you're living by yourself and you are going to spend $30 as in like, you know, if you want to watch this movie, you're just going to spend 30 bucks to watch it yourself. I would say pass until it's free. Maybe if you're living with a couple people or or parents or whatever and, you know, you're you're all going to watch it, then I would say, yeah, then it, then it, then it's probably fine, but I will not pay for it on my own. Okay. Fair. Good. We've got Sean's take. Ryan, how about you? Um, yeah, I, I, I overall, it was a pleasurable experience. I didn't, uh, I didn't love it by any means. Um, like, I would say from this, like, a sensory perspective, like, I thought the visuals were really fun, and the, the sound and music were really, were good. Um, yeah the animation you know all that stuff was fine it just i yeah i didn't really connect with the movie really um or the characters like sean was saying um the message was you know a good message it's good for kids it's good for everyone good for the world um it was super heavy-handed and i don't i think it doesn't quite work but we'll get into that maybe a little more later um and yeah i would definitely not recommend spending like 30 dollars is kind of a lot of money i think for one movie, like yeah. I know, movie tickets were what fifteen when yeah. movie tickets could still be purchased. So <laughs> I don't know. Just the idea that I'm spending twice that money to watch it by myself my, in my home. I don't. Yeah, I, no, I would say it's worth not that much money or okay. any amount. It's not worth any money at all. Well, <laughs> it's worth waiting to for it to be free. I see. Okay, fair. Well, you know, free, quote unquote, after you've already paid your Disney Plus subscription. Exactly. Uh, good point. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I guess that's on to me. And as the uh, resonant Disney file, I'm a little bit more inclined to uh, be more forgiving for Disney movies. Uh, for this one, I think. Uh, well, first of all, I love this movie. Um, that being said, 
there's a lot of things I did not like about it. Um, but it's definitely my favorite one from anim- Disney Animation Studios in a while. I would say probably since Zootopia. Um, I-, I liked it more than Frozen 2, for sure. Uh, more than Ralph Breaks the Internet, absolutely for sure. And Moana. Controversial opinion. People love Moana. I, uh, But I-, I, th- I think I enjoyed this one more. Um, I-, I really thought that this is some of the ba- best action sequences that we've seen in a Disney movie. Not that that's like a metric to rate how good a movie is, but I found myself very... I, I thought it was very thrilling. It was very enjoyable. I loved all the uh, choreography. Um, I liked the characters for the most part, except for one of the main ones, which I'll get into. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I really, I really enjoyed watching it. Um, that all being said, I would not recommend paying thirty dollars for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, you know, I watched it with Maeve, and if it had come out in the holidays like normal. We would have gone together to the movies and we would have, um, you know, we would have bought our movie tickets and our snacks and we would have paid way more than $30 for that evening and then still had access to it on Disney Plus when it eventually came out. So for us, I would say that it was worth the money. You know, it was a nice, you know, kind of at home date night um, and it was enjoyable in that regard. But if you're again, if you're judging by your uh, your metrics, uh, you know, Sean, you were saying if it's just you it's just one person and you have to make the decision whether to spend that money i would say do not (laughs) i would say um you know if you have an account with your family maybe go in like partial you know everybody chip in a few bucks for it i would say it's worth it then um you know split it with somebody um but otherwise no don't pay for it for yourself just so you can see it early i would say you know um I would say wait, but if you can swing any of the other options, then I would say yes, I would recommend it. Um, but again, $30, it's hard to justify that yeah. for, for a single person, especially if you're already paying for the service. And I think also just, I kind of just am not a fan of that whole concept. So Yeah, um, I think that's, any time that happens, it's just like, it's, the the movie's got to really, really, really be amazing for me to wholeheartedly just like recommend it, just because of the the methodology of how it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of, so it kind of sucks because you know I guess I shouldn't hold the film per se strictly against that standard, but well, that's what they're doing, so that's what right. I'm doing. And uh, you know, everybody's gonna have different tastes and opinions on this movie, like most movies. You know, it's I, I like that they I like that this isn't a typical princess story, like the stuff that they're so good at doing. Um, but it, it, what it isn't, you kind of have to go, well, what is this movie? And I, I know mm-hmm. for a while, the three of us are kind of like, I eh, can't really get a read on it based on the trailer. Um, so yeah. you're always taking a chance that in this in particular, you're taking a chance. Whereas if they did some, something like this with a Marvel movie and you already know that you're a Marvel fan, it's probably a much easier sell, you know, yeah. but for something like this, if you're on the fence, it's probably best not to risk it unless you got people to go in on that cost with you. That, yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm at with this. But I think probably I ended up enjoying this a little bit more than you guys did. Yeah, it sounds like it. So yeah. uh, there you go. We have uh, cool. we have a uh, we have a do, yeah. do not re- do not recommend buying early from Ryan and Sean and a uh, I guess not maybe from me. Yeah, hopefully that helps <laughs> listeners who are are Relying turning us. to us for all of their you know yeah. film economic making this economic decisions. I mean, if you if you haven't been vaccinated yet and you're starved for content, um, you could do worse. 
you know. Oh, but, uh, I thought you were going to say if it's a choice between getting the vaccine or watching this movie <laughs> or something. I was like, what? Okay. All right. Well, if for whatever reason you find yourself in a position where you're going, should I watch this movie or should I go get my COVID-19 vaccine? Probably get the vaccine. Yeah, I'm, probably. I'm and I'm going to say definitely get the vaccine. Okay. <laughs> I just can't. See, that's all. It's, it's, it's a minor difference in our yeah. opinions, but yeah. I think it's important. We're, we're all mostly on the same side here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so are we good here? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully that helps people, but we'll get into more details now, everyone. Moving all right. On. So spoilers. A- everybody yell spoilers. 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 Sean, yell spoilers. So, spoilers. 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 Okay, great. Um, we should make a theme song for that. We should have a little jingle. <laughs> All right. So at this point, uh, as we redundantly mentioned, we are getting into spoilers. And for this week's episode, Ryan is going to go ahead and, and take on the task of summarizing the contents of the film Raya and the Last Dragon. Ryan, take it away. Okay. Thank you, Matt. Um, well, I'd like to start off by saying I don't remember if this was set up as a frame story or if it where the timeline. There's three timelines in this movie, um, and I don't know which perspective the story is told from, so I'll just go in chronological order. Um, so at some point, there's these bad demonic things called the Droon, and they're like turning people into stone and being evil in general. And there's dragons in this world, and they're fighting the Droon. And the the Druin are winning, and the dragons make a last ditch effort to destroy the Druin by doing some magic and destroying all the Druin. And they do that thing I just said. And then 500 years later, the status of the world is that the nations are split, and the nations of the world are split and are combative to some degree. Um, oh, and sorry, I, I forgot a point. When the dragons sacrificed themselves to defeat the Druun, they created this thing called the Soul Orb. Soul Stone. It's the Soul Stone from MCU, <laughs> actually, is what it is. Um, and, and one of the, these, the five nations, is in possession of this Soul Stone. Anyway, and like I said, the nations are somewhat competitive. The leader of the nation that owns the Soul Stone, which is the Heart Nation, invites all the other nations to like come together and be peaceful and say, "Hey guys, let's let's be united as we once were 500 years ago." Apparently, okay. So while he does this, it of course backfires, and they one of the nations tries to steal the stone. It breaks apart, and each of the different nations takes a shard of the stone. That happens, and in so doing. The Droon return and start wreaking chaos across the lands once more. And the leader of the Heart Tribe dies or gets turned to stone. And the main character, Korra, I mean Rhea, um, <laughs> is now like seeking, six years later, is now seeking across the world to get all the... No, she's trying to find the last dragon because there's some myth about the last... Sorry, this is a not good summary, but... <laughs> She's trying to find the last dragon for some reason, okay? I don't know. She's trying to find this last dragon. She does do that thing very quickly, so she succeeds. Sisu is the name of the dragon. They try to find all the crystal shards. They go across all the different lands, because like I said, they all have one of the pieces. They go across all the lands, gathering the shards, meeting friends along the way that then help them to gather more shards. Anyway, they get to the last 
they need to oh and then also while they're doing this they're being hunted by a person from the fang nation named namara namara nation the fire nation azula and (laughs) she was once kind of friends with Rhea. Anyway, so <laughs> so they they got all the crystals except for the last one, and and the whole time they've been very distrustful. Like Namari and Korra are fighting all the time, and they're like distrustful. But then Sisu's like, you gotta trust her and just ask her to help you and give you the stone. The, you can reunite the reunite the Soul Stone and defeat all the Druin once and for all. And Rhea's like, okay. And so they're they're gonna exchange a stone, but instead Namari shoots Sisu in the heart with a crossbow and she dies. Which is bad because then all the Druin start really really coming back and blow up everything <laughs> and turn everyone to stone, because that's what they do. And at the at the last possible moment, Namari decides to unite all the stones. And that defeats all the drone immediately and resurrects all the dragons that have been extinct for half a millennia. And that was not a good summary, but I think I got most of the things. I, I, I had to scramble to put that, that, that together, but there you go. It's better job than I could have done. Good job. Good. Well, yeah. You did. You yeah. you done something. You did it. I, I did something. I, I said some words that were mostly. Yeah. Sense. Okay. Great. Well, we've already kind of said generally how we feel about this. So, um, Sean, how, where do we start this conversation <laughs> from? Uh, yeah. Now, what do we do? We're all out of order. Um. Well, let's the. Let's go with like a lot of the stuff we kind of generally agreed on. So I think in general, one of my strength, one of the things I liked most about it was the the world. I think I, I like you're saying I didn't know too much going into this. At, at one point, I even thought it was an adaptation of something else. Um, so when it kind of started and it's kind of painting this kind of, you know, I'm a fantasy nerd, so I, I love this kind of fantasy and it uh, obviously reminiscent of Avatar. So. Um, I was immediately like drawn to it and like, oh, this is cool. This kind of world they're building. And it starts with this, the narration where it's like post-apocalyptic fantasy world, which really, you know, sparked my interest even more. And so all that stuff was great. I, I, I think um, they did a good job of, of setting this stuff up and building this world. I, I think it kind of stumbled in making the delivering on like the fun that I was hoping for and, and on that premise of the world they set up. But I still think they it was still a fun idea. And that it was all like dragon themed in different parts of the dragon. Like that, you know, that's just extra flavor. But it was still a cool touch. So so I like that a lot. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I think that with this one, they succeeded in making the Avatar ripoff that they tried to make with Frozen 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, actually, yeah. a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, yeah, I love the world. I love the look of it. I loved the feel of it. Um, I thought Raya was a great main character. I thought she's somebody that you can. Get I actually behind. did too. I yeah. I was and I was really I, I really like Kelly Marie Tran as like, yeah, I love, as the voice. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was great. She was great, and she got some type of uh, consolation prize for being written out of the third Star Wars movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, how I'm choosing to 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 view that. No, it's good. She was she she had a great performance in the title of Raya and the Last Dragon. I really liked Raya. 
I didn't really like the last dragon that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, and yeah. I mean, I thought all the voice acting was pretty good around, but like, and it's not to say I don't like Aquafina, but her voice is so distinctive. I every time she yeah. spoke, I'm like, oh, that's Aquafina. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just couldn't. It, 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 I don't know if you guys have the same thing, but I just could not stop thinking of Aquafina's face. Exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not that yeah. I just couldn't stop thinking of her face. It's just that it it took me out of the movie for a well, long. That's what time. I mean. It, it, it took yeah, a really yeah. while. It took a really long time for me to get used to her voice as that character because I'd seen visuals of that character and on the poster and you see that character in the trailer but you don't ever see um you don't ever see her speak or hear her speak in the trailer so um it it really threw me for a loop and it took a long time for me to get used to it i think when when sisu turned into a human that helped a little bit um and and i think after that point Mm. i kind of started acclimating a little bit more um but it was distracting for me um, yeah, it just I, never it felt miscast yeah it was a weird casting choice for sure like and her turning into a human i think actually did the opposite because she, they even gave her like aquafina's like very much her face and teeth mm-hmm. so, so I, I like it even made like oh they just decided to model the actual actress or the voice you know the person that's voicing this character right which is fine again it's fine it's just yeah i think like you were saying it just really took me out of the movie so and i'm not even sure why she had to turn into a human like from a story perspective, they yeah. said that, oh, we need to be able to sneak you around town. But then she keeps making her stay in the boat. So, wait, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I like Aquafina, Aquafina a lot. Like, you, it, did you ever, you guys saw the second um, Jumanji movie, Jungle, Back to the Jungle, something? I don't know. Is that the one that she's in? <laughs> oh, is that, do you mean the third Jumanji movie, Sean? Yeah, the third no, Jumanji. No, I, I didn't see that one. I actually didn't even, okay. I didn't even finish the, uh, the the second first the, the reboot oh I really i, I actually like that one i didn't uh, see the I, yeah the newest one the second one's actually pretty good too i think the original you know the the original the the second one i don't yeah. know whatever the one the first one with the rock yeah was fun yeah. the I second one with the rock was okay but not as fun well, I, um, but anyway but she was really i thought she was actually pretty fun in that she was playing you know the whole premise is they're all like in different bodies of right. different avatars and blah 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 she basically plays Danny DeVito in the body of Aquafina, and oh I thought gosh. she like she was hilarious. That it, sounds she amazing. was one of the best parts of that movie. Uh, I, I have to see that now. I didn't know Danny DeVito was in it. <laughs> uh, I guess spoilers uh, for Jungle Jumanji. <laughs> I will say I, I rented World. I rented the one the first one with the Rock in it uh, from Redbox, and then I fell asleep in the middle, and I didn't have time to finish watching it before I had to return it. So now I got to go back and watch that one, so I can watch the third one that has Danny DeVito. Thanks, guys. Yes. Anyway, Aquafina. I, th- I think she's a much better Danny DeVito than than The Rock is because he also plays Danny DeVito. Anyways, regardless, Wait, is this uh, a my point John is that I like her. Situation? Everyone's just playing Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes. Um, that is the video game of J- uh, Jumanji Three. Is just a Danny DeVito simulator. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, yeah, she was very weird, uh, and I, I, I think. It was one of those things where it's like, it, I, I do think it was partially miscast, but I also think it was maybe, I don't know if it was the writing per se, but she was the bulk of the humor and most of it didn't land. I don't know if it was, like, I could kind of even see where they're going for, but it reminded me of like, um, 
of of the rock the rock in moana where i was very i was like i don't know what are we gonna have and i actually liked that character i thought he was pretty funny I and i thought it worked well in moana and i feel like they were kind of trying to do a similar type thing but it just it just didn't work for me anyway luckily it didn't like completely you know distract from everything else going on but <laughs> but it's hard to overlook the second main character in the movie <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, right. I yeah. I'm glad you mentioned humor again, Sean, because I I wrote a note that the the humor did not work for me. It like yeah. there was plenty of attempts, like with the sh- the shrimp kid, like none of yeah. that worked. Um, a lot of the CC stuff didn't work. There was one moment where they were like, one of those things where kind of planning a heist, and there's like three different versions yeah. of it, and they kind of zip yeah. through it in their imaginations. That sequence yeah. was pretty funny, and there. Or yeah, it was, there was just, but there was there one at the end of it that like yeah. it hit, and I was like, okay, that was funny. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, overall, it just felt like it was just really uh, just a bunch of misses. But maybe mm. that's just me. Yeah, it, it it was hit or miss for me. Um, I think I think the humor in Disney Animation Studios has been hit or miss for a, a while. Um, and I mm-hmm. think I, I I did think of Moana as well. Um, because as much as I like The Rock and I like uh, a lot of what he did in that movie, um. I, I thought that movie's humor was just so hit and miss, and it, it the I think maybe what it is is that when the world that is being portrayed is um it, it, I, I don't know it's a little bit more grounded or I don't know that's not a good way to put it because this world has dragons and weird roly poly horses <laughs> but um I, I don't know there's just I I feel you know, I feel like there's a time and place to just the way that they establish the tone and the and yeah. the universe where you know their style of humor works better than it than in others yeah so i think maybe what you're touching on is one of the things and it's and it's very human it's related to the humor and part of it is the humor but it's more than that and that is just like the sensibilities of the characters and i think that kind of also maybe um chafed a little bit for me especially with the main character like when she's a little kid like in the first 15 20 minutes of the film she just there's like i don't turns of phrases that they say that is very I mean, like I found, I sound like a stupid old man. Like, why is she talking like a you know a Gen Z person from 2021? It's well because it's a movie for those people. Like, obviously she's gonna use phrases and stuff like that to me. But it was things like that that just rang. I don't know. It, it just was a little false. It, it just made it seem so. I don't know how to describe well, it. Well, they did such a good um, job of trying to construct this world, and right in the yeah. middle of their construction of it, they kind of dissolve the illusion. Right. So like, you know, um, like when she's saying stuff like, uh, in, when she meets the, the, the daughter of the, the, the fan yes, tribe. Yes. And that she's whole saying like, oh, we're, little, we're both nerding out or stuff like that. Yeah. It, it doesn't quite feel like it belongs in that world. Just like, um, yes. how when the rock says, oh, when you, when you carve a note with a bird's beak, it's called tweeting, and then he mugs it. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's, like, it's worse in Moana for me because that's actually trying to depict a time and place on Earth, and it's based, it's rooted yeah. in actual, you know, um, mythology. Yeah, and so it feels a little bit oh, more. Oh, yeah, like I see it, what you're it saying. It doesn't belong yep. in that world, and you know, Raya is a more fantastic universe that it, but it still feels like the world is built more like its own place. It feels real. You know, whereas like yeah. somewhere like something like Frozen, when like Anna says, "Oh, that was like a crazy trust fall exercise." Like Frozen mm-hmm. just kind of picks and chooses and borrows and is whatever it wants to be. So yeah. like, I give it a little bit more of a pass. Or like in something like Ralph breaks the internet, where everything's goofy. 
Like, yeah, I give it a little bit more of a pass. But like, and I feel like like Ralph that that is entirely based on you know modern right. whatever idiosyncrasies and and turns of you know whatever pop culture memings and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it, it just maybe you know a a, a real you know blunt way to put it is there was a lot of cringe for me in this <laughs> um and and again that's you know mileage is going to vary wildly based on who you are when you're watching this movie mm. if you're you know a preteen you're probably gonna love it so you know there it is <laughs> yeah possibly um i do like this you know, part of the reason i like this universe is that it borrows you know inspiration from other cultures around the world without trying to like slap you over the face like slap you over the head with like mm. like look this is what we're doing um the yeah I, I brought this up while watching it to Maeve because i bring it up all the time but uh, the opening sequence to moana where it's just like we're the we're the pacific islanders and we like coconuts and where we wear loincloths and we eat the coconuts like like okay yeah i get it thanks like just do what it is you're trying to do don't tell us that's what you're trying to do so I, I, I had to appreciate the world in this movie was like, it was just taking inspiration kind of like, I think that's why it's not a bad thing that um, like we relate it to Avatar in some cases, because mm-hmm. you don't see as much like in popular media, worldwide popular media. It's we're not as used to seeing our fantasy stories inspired by those settings. So, yeah. you, you know, so, so I think at this point we're kind of, like what should we compare it to well there's not that many things to compare it to as far as things that are well made they're for younger audiences and they're inspired by eastern asian influences like yeah of course we're going to compare it to avatar but you know i do like that that we're getting more of those type of stories you know for representation's sake and for variety and all that stuff um but then when you build that world up and then you start throwing in things that take you out of that world there's those moments for me that yeah they're a bit cringe you know, they don't quite, yeah. you wouldn't hear, you wouldn't hear Aang or Katara saying stuff like that because yeah, they, under- that, right? exactly. they understand the world that they built and they follow their own rules. That's, that's really what I want them to do. You can still be funny yeah. and fit into, make jokes that fit in your own universe. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they forget that from time to time in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, well, do you get, so I think another thing too is like going kind of, on top of the world building is like I was saying to me, I thought they did a great job, but I, I almost felt like uh, I wanted, I wanted more as the film went on. Mm-hmm. So like they set up the, the basic, you know, the, the, the premise of the film is an adventure collecting all the pieces of the thing to get the thing, right. Mm-hmm. That's classic adventure, whatever, which I'm all for love it. Very simple, especially for a film like this. That's great. I'm not criticizing that at all. I'm just, I just wish they spent more time in like each little world and like went into more detail with a little bit. Like it, it, by the end of it, I felt like we really didn't get to live in this world as much as I would have loved for how how cool they painted it at the beginning. Um, and and so it's it's kind of a back end compliment where it's like, yeah, I just wanted more of it. Um, but I, like you know, you you don't. Especially in the first like couple areas they're in, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's just whatever. There's a canyon or something. <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't get a sense for the people in that place, and and like, 
I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, compared to obviously Avatar again, there's very distinct flavor and feel. Now that's obviously three seasons of a TV show, but I, like yeah. even like whatever Lord of the Rings, right? Still, that's like three seasons of a TV show too. <laughs> but, um, but like each place looks so you know, you, it's like oh my gosh, just every shot and every little setting is so deep and layered with all this cool stuff. They're really exploring the space, and it feels unique and fun and like a, a place you want to be right mm-hmm. and I, I just felt like it didn't capitalize quite as much as i would have liked for a, a lot of that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. I, have ex- I have the exact same feeling i um seeing the trailers i went oh this looks like avatar meets tomb raider or like uh mm-hmm. um raiders of the lost Ark, and that, that ended up being exactly what it was <laughs> in my mind and that being what it is i found myself wanting to play this as a video game because yes, like yes. and it sets itself up so well i mean even like we're talking indiana jones or tomb raider there's even the scene where like she has to go she and her and her compadres they got to go through this whole thing to get the, the the shard and then right after they go through their whole ordeal the the bad guys show up and try to steal it like that happens yeah. in every tomb raider it happens in yeah. every indiana jones it's yeah. it is it, like i think i even said like uh the bad guys are going to show up and right, right and then they mm-hmm. did um but yeah this story lends itself so well to being a video game uh, or a tv series because yeah Yeah. you want to spend more time in all these things and especially because the set design the set design but yeah you know all the design of all the worlds like you you want to explore it (laughs) like you Mm -hmm. you really want to explore it it's really well designed and everything looks so neat i just want to climb on everything and i want to go in all the caves and find treasure (laughs) you know so it's you get a really limited view of this world that's just begging to be you know for a larger view of it so. yeah i just to add a little on because i have the same notes that like you know a cool a cool world i think and i was trying to think why didn't i feel as connected to this world as yeah like avatar or, or whatever and it's funny matt that you mentioned uh indiana jones because one of the things i was thinking that kept me separated was this sense of the journey they're on and not really having just just having like the most basic like connection between where they are and the world map they gave us at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Like I I, I was like, it'd be cool if they gave us like an Indiana Jones, like little dotted line path. Like, Oh, they went here just in between them uh, um, changing the nation they're, they're going to because they're traveling over the water and it'd be easy to do. I don't know. I just like something like, Oh, now I feel like I'm in, I'm in more invested because yeah, now I understand this is the roadmap of their journey. Like it might be a little too telegraphic, but just something to like kind of connect me with where they are and, and the journey they're on. Um, I feel like that would be appropriate in this type of movie. I feel like right. mm-hmm. I totally given so. the tone and given the, you know, the, the subject matter, I, I, I don't feel like that would be out of place. That's something that wouldn't take me out of the movie. It definitely would draw me into it more. I think. Yeah. Right. I would love to. I mean, I love maps in general and when they're <laughs> used in movies like that, yeah. like, I always eat that stuff up. Yeah, and, and Sean, um, like you were saying, the just the map being kind of like it, it's, it looks like a, a a broken dragon or whatever, mm-hmm, which is like yeah. cool. That's that's fun, and each nation is named for the um, yeah. anatomical whatever location on the dragon's body. Like that's that's cool. That's fun. I want to do more with that. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I think too, kind of diving into a little bit another thing that i really actually liked is the animation and i think the map um one specific aspect of the animation is when they would do those like little um 
like sometimes flashbacks, but like interlude kind of things, and they would be like two D animated, like oh yeah, um, style. I really like that how they would mix up the animation mm-hmm. for bits and pieces of it for what yeah like what, whether it's a flashback. I feel like there was other times they did it, but I liked all that stuff. I thought that was really cool, and I again wanted more of it. Um, and I would love to see more films do that where they kind of mix up different animation styles. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I can think of a couple of different animated fe- movies where they kind of they do that, where they they throw in some two D to represent mm-hmm. like people's thoughts instead of what's happening in the real. And I always like it when they yeah. do that. I think it's a really it's a cool technique. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually had forgotten they did that in Raya. I'm glad you reminded me because actually that was one of the better parts. Okay. Yeah, I, and oh god. Well, go for it, Chewie. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Go ahead. I was just going to say, in term, and just kind of jumping into what another thing I think we generally all liked was the action. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yet you touched on it, Matt, where it's like, yeah, it might be the best action sequences in a Disney animated film. I, I mean, I I guess I, I'm trying to think. I, I hadn't thought of that, but probably I don't know. I just, but yeah, I was really captivated and um, entertained by the choreography. Um, it it wasn't just like fighting too that I thought was fun. Like it was a lot more fluid motion and like um yeah like a video like it felt very video gamey yeah. at parts and in, in, in good in a good way. Yeah, Sean. The the well the action the only really f- action sequence I can even think of in this whole movie is when Rhea actually fights. Na- what's her name? Nami. Namari. Namari. Um, and that was re- well choreographed. Actually, it reminded me of yeah. Abby and. And Ellie actually is what I was thinking of the whole oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like. I, were there other action scenes that you guys thought were like, oh, this is really cool? Because that was the only one that really stuck out in my mind. Well, that was the only like. Well, there wasn't the only, but it was one of the few like fight fight scenes. But I liked what like the escape from the cave as it was like kind of falling in on them and stuff. Even the kind of run through the city when she's chasing the baby and the monkeys. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I I guess I'm I am kind of grouping that all is kind of part of the action okay yeah no yeah. i mean it counts i just wanted to yeah. see which ones which scenes you were drawn yeah. to yeah all, all the stuff of her exploring as well and yeah like you said the, mm-hmm. the cave it, was, it just felt just it had a very it, it, it got the adventure tone it, it really nailed the adventure mm-hmm. tone for me it really felt exciting just a, a lot yeah. of the movie was very edge of my seat for me it was just very exciting and I think they got, you know, and from a cinematography standpoint, too, I think they really understood what makes action movies exciting. And it's like, I don't, I don't feel like they get it as right for animation that often. Mm-hmm. And I think they nailed it, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, what else? I didn't take notes of this episode. So what do you know? um, I have a couple of notes. Like if we, we can kind of maybe move into more of the, I don't know, story elements and mm-hmm. things like that yes yes we can do that um well, what like from the beginning i, I thought they did a, a pretty good job of presenting the idea of perspective and like biases and and those kinds of, of ideas were like you know the the heart which we're introduced as right that's the nation mm-hmm. that we're introduced with Rhea and her father and they're the good guys right because they're mm-hmm. our starring characters at this point and they have the stone so of course they're even better right that's that's great and they're they seem to worship it or at least protect it and cherish it and respect it and you know when all the other four nations are introduced 
they're presented as somewhat villainous. And but they they also give us just enough to say like, well, from their perspective, any of the other nations, the the Heart Nation stole the stone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was it's like, yeah, I, that's exactly what I would think if I was the Fang Nation. Like they they hold the stone and they get all this prosperity because of it. And and why do they get to keep it? Why don't any of the, our five nations get to keep it when the catastrophe happened 500 years ago? So right. I thought that was and it, and it played well into the themes they were setting up later on. I think some of it doesn't fully work, like I was saying, but I think they set the stage pretty well. I agree. I think that that's important to put, you know, to give the youth um, just the idea of perspective and um, and privilege and just like empathy, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just yep. like to get kids to understand that like your your life experience, your background the place that you were born into, you know, those aren't always things that are in your control, you know? And so like, sometimes people are more fortunate than others because of reasons that are completely out of their control. And it's nice to see that like people live in different ways and it informs their opinions. Like it, it, you kind of, you have to get into people's, uh, you have to live in their shoes to understand. And I do like that they, and, and that kind of connects more to where I wanted to see a little bit more from the other nations uh, but I do like yeah. that they they made a point to that. I like that that's what this movie is about, and I I want to see more yeah. um, kids media tackling that. I think that's what we need right now. Um, so I think they could have been handled better. They they could have done more with it, but I I, I think it was a, a valiant attempt. Yeah, I, it reminds me of actually the two things that kind of come to mind immediately. Are, it reminds me a lot of Black Panther. Um, in terms of like the the different tribes mm. and how like you know there's they're ch- challenging his his authority to rule but they're not bad right but there is yeah it's a lot of just like seated um tribe literally tribalism in in this case and that case um but but yeah it's it's your own unforeseen bi- uh, unseen biases kind of like painting a picture of of what is right and what is wrong and that there's you know oftentimes it's not so simple as that um i but i agree i think maybe near the end it some stumbles a little bit with that Mm. um or at least it didn't do i don't know you know it's somewhat of a kids movie so it's always one of those things like i'm 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 hoping that i was like oh i wish they would have done this it's like well it's not judas and the black messiah they're not gonna (laughs) like like, do some crazy like oh man did you see that like well okay yeah i i'm yeah i'm kind of of two minds on that because on one hand yeah i want to see the mature perspective i want to and and i think that can ring true and actually give the movie um kind of like the ability to stand the test of time in the same way that I think like mm-hmm. Avatar again I, I I don't think that this movie is derivative like of of the things we're referencing I think it does a pretty good job of referencing Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um yeah. which I like it for um but but maybe they they could have actually pulled another note from Avatar or or things like it in saying that yeah, kids will respond like you don't have mm-hmm. to sugarcoat it or or you can make it deep um, yes. And they will respond, and it, it gives your movie um, or, or your you know your art um, the ability to, to you know have people come back to it five years later, ten years later, and and find new depth and appreciate it even more as adults. Like you know that's what gives the movies that have stood the test of ta- time this this depth and weight. Yeah. To them. 
Well, I think too that's like obviously why Pixar films, you know, yeah. you know, at at its height, wh- wherever you feel about their, you know, some of more recent stuff or how that's fluctuated. Um, in general, though, that's yeah, exactly that. Where they're quote unquote kids film that has mass appeal for adults as well, you know, yeah. as well because of those thematic things and things that don't end up being quite as just like oh simple yep that's what i thought was going to happen and everything's happy ever after like yeah and so there definitely are ways to do that um and and yeah i guess yeah just i felt like oh there was maybe some opportunities to do some more interesting stuff but but it wasn't bad again it wasn't like oh they they (laughs) i don't know they it wasn't out of nowhere everything still lined up with the message they were trying to say so that's fine for the most part yeah yeah, I agreed. Um, and it, and of course, it, like I was saying, it was a good message and, and something I think the world yes. yeah. definitely, I mean, if taken to heart, needs right now. Like that's, well, at any point in the course yeah. of human history probably could use, right? But right. Um, I think particularly themes of, you know, isolationism or otherness or, mm-hmm. you know, all of the above, just trust, empathy, Thing we've already kind of mentioned, I guess. But. Yeah. yeah. On the on the notes of those themes, I mean, I do think, like as we mentioned, there are areas in the movie where it fumbles the ball a little bit, but I think that they they summed it up at the end and during the climax perfectly. And you, you know, you might disagree with me, I don't know, but I think it's a it's a really good example of show don't tell. And it's also I was just listening some of, to some of our more recent episodes. I just listened to the Wonder Woman mm-hmm. episode where like Wonder Woman just says a bunch of nonsense to the camera about how we need to have truth or whatever. But I think just the ending of this movie where everybody just willingly hands uh, Namari the stone pieces and, yeah. and walks into the, uh, into, into death. I yeah. think that's yeah. such a powerful image. I think, and I think it's, yeah, it's that, simple that was... enough for kids to get. It actually got to me. It actually like made me shiver a yeah. little bit because how would this have been done if it, you know, in a lesser movie, um, Raya would have just talked to her and tried to tell her all those things. You know, we and and I could definitely see, yep. I can picture that scene playing out in a Disney movie where her just like trying to appeal to her better side of herself. But they didn't go that route. They did the show, don't tell. They had the characters take a drastic action to convince her to show her like mm-hmm. this is the point of the movie. This is the point we're trying to get across. And um, I I love that. I I think ultimately for me that like the movie finishes strong to the point where I go, okay, yeah, you did it. You did, you know, you did, you didn't do it perfectly, but you did what you set out to do with this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The ending climax was, I did that, that whole kind of like climax, them all bonding together was awesome. I mean, it also reminded me a little bit of like Guardians of the Galaxy and oh. stuff, which is one of my favorite yeah. endings, and <laughs> or or core cast is. Um. Visually, it did remind me of Guardians of the Galaxy, and yeah. I and I did mention that when I was watching it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole together we can't do this unless we we, we yes. combine, but also just the. It it, it it hits harder in this movie than it does in Guardians because well, uh, yeah, because yeah. in this movie it's all you about like, like stop yeah. you know mistrusting everybody like like yeah. it like isolationism is not great and mm-hmm. like trust your fellow neighbors and like work together that yes. that yeah. it hits a lot harder in this especially in a children's movie <laughs> you yeah. know right. well. So I love all that stuff. I will say, and I agree that that is super powerful and works. And I, I don't want to take anything away from that because I, because I don't have anything to take sure. away. From it. But you said something. Um, show don't tell, and I agree with you. Except for there's a part where she does basically tell 
the audience the theme of the film just bluntly and straightforward which i don't know i i i'm a little bit more ambivalent about that Mm -hmm. because it felt like it was too just like in your face just like shotgun to the face oh okay this is what the movie's about which i don't know like sometimes i don't do movies have to be so um you know obscure with their themes why should they not i i I guess i'm more of the belief that like they shouldn't just straight up well i don't know not that they shouldn't but to me it's more entertaining if i have to recognize the theme by what i'm seeing and and experiencing Mm -hmm. it's almost like a right it's like give me a brain bender give me a puzzle or give me a mystery or whatever if you just tell me just like what this means it it loses a little bit of like the power of the meaning when you're just telling it to me not that i couldn't have figured it out but i don't know i I'm no, that's a, I, I, but does that I, make sense? I really like that analogy i don't think i've ever put it that way because yeah watching a movie or reading a book is sort of like a puzzle right it's it's an, yeah and i just i just had the visual image of like what if humans didn't ever have puzzles because why do we have puzzles like we we've given ourselves problems to solve like why would we do this this is so stupid instead what we have is imagine like a maze on in like the back of a menu as a kid but it's like already solved for you like and you just as a kid you're entertained by looking at the line "Mm, yes that's good or just i don't know like a puzzles that you 500 piece puzzles it comes like still like already fully assembled oh yes i see all these pieces but like i, I don't know like it's just a funny right. universe and then you have to break it apart and put it back together <laughs> I, I, no you just break it apart and throw it away that's uh, oh right we don't yeah. as humans we don't care about solving puzzles we don't yeah we just want to see what the yeah but that's what i mean it's just yeah. like the the a lot of the power of art in general is is having the audience understand these messages without you telling you like yeah right right? like nowhere in star wars go does man all a bunch of these you know young hopeful you're not necessarily young but a whole bunch of these hopeful people who want to stand up for freedom are sure going to take down this fascist galactic empire i mean i don't know they do i guess say that maybe in some form or another but not really you know what i mean like right like yeah no i I know what you mean but i i also think that it's there's a matter of on, on the flip side there's a matter of understanding their audience and not just yeah, yeah, not yeah. just that we're playing to little kids because kids aren't dumb. They get things. They understand. Yeah, they have yeah. deep thoughts about things. But you know, it, it's kind of trying to balance the tightrope of this should be entertaining. This should be what is come to expect of our, from our studio. But it also should be deep. It should be thought provoking. So they kind of have to walk that balance. And I and I think again, mm-hmm. I think parts of the movie don't they fumble it, but other parts like towards the end, it's like well. You gotta give them something because not everybody wants to go in to this movie, like and have and like have a deep philosophical discussion afterwards. You know, you know. So yeah. it kind of a little bit of spoon feeding, I think, is okay here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, your 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 taste will vary as to how much you know they put in here and how much you're okay with. But I, you know, it, it's it's I think it's probably a difficult balance. Uh, to walk which is why it's so extraordinary when something gets it perfectly right yeah so um you know. yeah yeah exactly i mean i mean and maybe it is just a matter sometimes it's like um you know your favorite again going back to pixar a little bit you know my favorite is wally or or up is one of my favorite attitude like but i don't think in anywhere like there's not a line at the end where they go this is the theme of the movie um <laughs> right 
I'm not trying. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm perp- I'm not trying to be condescending to to uh, Raya, but um, it's coming across that way. But uh, but that all I'm saying is that I feel like there is a moment where it's just her saying, "We need to trust each other again." Probably. I, I, right. I wished. I, I guess all I'm saying is I just wish that line was in there, and I would have liked. I think everything a little bit more. That's fair. Yeah. Like it's it's um. No, I, I completely. I my notes include things that say like. The message or the theme of the movie is very heavy-handed, um, which is maybe okay, but it, it does remind me of I don't know. What, there's some critique of uh, the Suicide Squad where at the end of the movie they tell us the one thing that we're as an audience we should have remembered the entire movie, but they still f- spoon feed it to us. It's like no, you don't. That's not yeah. what you do. Also, to keep taking this metaphor further, what if like we like art just contained the message that the art was like imagine like a painting from the renaissance or like a banksy art that was supposed to have like this deep message <laughs> yes. and he just writes like a paragraph of what, like, like, what it is like like yeah yeah yep, this is i mean to a certain extent if you go to art galleries right often there is right. a little accompanying little like you know to by the artist um so yeah i don't know i guess there is something to be said for that and 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 make no mistake i i don't think there's i love the theme i'm not i hope hopefully that's clear it is clear. i love the theme it's not my issue is not with the theming or what they're doing that i just a small small minor little you know splitting hairs in terms of how it was conveyed in one small tiny bit right Uh, one i do have a note on kind of like the way it ended and and how it impacts my reception of the message and and again like i Mm. think the message is great it's good i think it was mostly really well done um but i i think whoa there's some thunder and lightning oh dang i can hear my house collapsing yeah that wasn't my house collapsing everyone that was just lightning straight wow jeez that was crazy anyway sorry Uh, that's right well it was uh foreboding for what i'm about to say (laughs) (laughs) oh boy Ah, that's a lot of pressure, actually. Um, oh, yeah. So I don't think it takes away from the movie any by any means, but I think it could have added. And I think it was the ja- dragons returning. I think if the dragon, which you can't, it's a kid's movie. You want to see these colorful, which of course they did. They made it wildly, explosively, you know, seizure-inducingly colorful at the end, which is mm-hmm. fine. But um, I was thinking if the... I'm not sure, I guess, from a story perspective or logistically why the dragons returned, because this, this all they did was restore the soul stone, which was intact six years ago. And only there were no dragons six years ago and the soul stone yeah. was intact. So why, by restoring the soul stone, do the dragons return? Yeah, no, I, it doesn't I it doesn't make sense. While, while we're on the topic of uh, of plot contrivances, um, didn't didn't. Uh, Sisu's brother dragon have uh like the power to make it rain. Like yeah. why didn't it just make it rain whenever the bad the the dark goo come ba- <laughs> yeah. came back? Yeah, th- there's there's some things like that with like the powers like the fog power. Like I don't okay, you can make it foggy. <laughs> I, I mean, sure, that's fine, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's whatever. But no, okay, that's so different. where I'm going with this Sorry. is okay, yeah, no, that's fine. And the dragons can come back. That's that's okay. But I think it might have been harder hitting if the dragons don't come back. Like, no, humans. That was your last chance. Mm-hmm. You have to get this right. You have to learn to trust each other. 
And, and I think that really delivering that message to the human beings that do not live in a world with magical dragons that can make all the sparrow go away. Mm-hmm. Right? That's going to yeah. hit a little harder. Like, yeah. oh, shoot. We, we will end up destroying ourselves through our own misery. Because remember, drones are a somewhat physical manifestation yeah. of our own distrust or, or, or something. Despair, something I don't know. So in so using that just as a literal metaphor or whatever, like yeah, we we will destroy ourselves unless we learn to trust each other. Uh, and we don't have dragons to bring things back. Yeah. Um. And I I. So I, I like I said I, I don't think it undercuts the message by any means. I think it would have really for me hit much harder. Yeah. Also, I, I gotta agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that's a much stronger I, message. Yeah. And one thing, and maybe it also, I mean, if you, you can't examine these things too closely, but 500 years ago, all the dragons were in the world, right? Dragons were plentiful and they just eventually kind of get, um, whatever, ablated off or whatever. They just get turned to stone one by one and stuff. They, they're losing the battle. So 500 years ago, that means humans were very distrustful of each other and there was a division in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then if they they fight it back, but the narrative I think after when you watch it again says that the the nation the world was broken into five nations. So for, again, maybe I'm looking too deeply into this, but that doesn't make any sense. I think I see what you're saying. I hadn't really, but, but yeah, because because the idea what you're saying that they they it seems like based on the backstory they've described, they were humanity was kind of actually united. Yes. But then all of a sudden they're just divided for no reason, almost like yeah. without really much of an explanation. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that, so, yeah that's true. I, and then again, I think just they got to get the plot moving along, and that's fine. But I think again, tying it back into the idea that the humans failed once 500 years ago, the dragons saved them 500 years later, or, or however that works out. Then six years later, the last dragon gives its life to save humanity again and now humans look you you've run out of dragons you've run out of extra lives yeah, yeah. um i don't know i, I for yeah. me that would have i don't know that would have just i'm just gonna headcanon that that's what happens in the movie in truth and i'm gonna be more emotionally affected by this movie yeah well you know what, yeah, yeah i mean i you know yeah. if you kill off the last dragons at the end of the movie then disney can't sell plush toys of it yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess that's kind of what you you were gonna to because the like the dragons coming back provides nothing plot or or anything wise, right? Like you said this, Ryan, but like there's no reason that they had to come back, right? Other than for visual coolness, which it it is visually cool. I love seeing the dragons dance on rain and stuff. That was that's a cool thing. Um, right. But yeah, there's no actual reason for the story that they needed to come back. So the question is, do, does even Aquafina come back or Sisu or whatever? <laughs> Sisu Kafina. Um, because I, I mean, I love, I love a story about you know something sacrificing themselves, right? Like though, yeah. I, I, and and like having Sisu sacrifice herself and and not come back. Yeah, that absolutely. And just like imagine like, okay, the dragons don't come back, but all the humans turn back to stone and it's raining and you're looking at the water and maybe there's like a symbolic a stone or something that represents the heart of the dragon and Sisu. And that is enough. And it's like the five characters looking at it and going, look, this is this is the representation right. 
of Sisu and the dragons, but it no longer has magic. The only magic left is the trust that we have to forge between ourselves. Now. It, it, you know, something boom, right, that like that would have been. I would have that would have crushed me. That would have been Oof. and because I, I think what this movie, the message shifted slightly, is that they they put trust and peace as a goal. They put it as a destination, mm. and yeah. I, I think that's missing it a little bit. I think. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, I'm stealing this from you a little bit, Sean, but it's a process. It is something yeah, exactly. that is continuous. It is a journey. It is a destination that can never be arrived at because humans will always have differences. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like to say this. I think you know, peace isn't a noun; it's a verb, right? Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. It's something that you have to be doing. It's not like, oh, we're done. Wipe our hands now. Words, everything solved. And to me, that's what this movie um, does, yeah. and I think that's wrong. Yeah. Again, it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not wrong. It's not wrong, wrong but it's, it's, just, it's, it's not as strong yeah, as it could it, be. Yeah, and and I don't know if that's fair. Like that's another thing, though, too. And I always question this about like, is it fair to hold this film against what I want it to be? You know, fair. Yeah, I, I mean, don't that's know. Like, no, I I yeah. kind of yeah, I fully acknowledge that that this yeah. was my, like a little bit of a head thing. It was like, oh yeah. man think of the way it could have held for me yeah yeah that, and, and that, that doesn't mean anything necessarily that, that's right? how that's... i felt about soul it's like it wasn't what i wanted it yeah. didn't have the messages I, that i, I wanted but like yeah right? yeah, yeah it's I mean, it's kind of yep. right but yeah yeah i mean what it gives is i mean we're getting into the the, the weeds within terms of like me and stuff i i i, I think it, for the most part, all of this stuff does work, and it works pretty well. Yes. Like, this is really just, like, really closely examining. And I don't think this specific, specific aspect is a reason I dislike the film. This, you know, I didn't dislike the film. But right. this was not I, – I, I won't qualify this as, like, some sort of negative. It's just, like, something – it's like, oh, it didn't quite get the extra A-plus credit. Mm. It didn't get an F. You know, no. it doesn't count, like, a wrong answer on my test. But it's like, oh, you didn't show the full work I wanted to see or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't, this metaphor doesn't make any sense either. But, uh. I get it. No, I just, I, I'm glad you guys responded to that way. Because that's just kind of how I was feeling about the movie. And Yeah. yeah that's, also, w- one little note, Matt, I'm glad you brought up Soul. Mm. Did you guys catch the connection between this movie and Soul? Cartoon. <laughs> you got it. Um. No. That, well, <laughs> uh, well, I can tell you that this universe it does not is not the same universe as the Souls universe. Why? Because in this universe, cats don't have souls. Oh, that's right. Mm. Did you guys catch that? <laughs> I did. Well, I mean, now that you say, it, I didn't catch it at the time where it related to Soul, but I did. I remember that line. Yep. Well, that's the first thing I thought of when I heard that line. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> they're establishing, they're firmly establishing themselves as a distinct a, universe yeah. from that of Soul. Mm. By not <laughs> by having their cats not have souls. Perfect. Exactly. Excellent. Yes. Well, um, yeah. Any other any other thoughts or notes or topics that we want? I, I don't have any. I mean, I think, I mean, I think that is a good summary. I mean, good yeah. did what it was trying to do. Could have done it better. I think I actually coming out of this discussion liking it a little bit more than I was thought I would. Um, that's so that's a good. Yeah, yeah I definitely um, do now that I've headcanoned yeah. all that extra content. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will uh, just a one little small note. I, like I said, some of like how I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more detail in some of the world and stuff like that. I also would have liked to see her use her power, like, um, like 
Yeah. The, the powers felt a little bit un- inconsequential by the end of it. It's like, I want to see her use the cool. She can. Fog she's it up. a good swimmer. Like, it's just like she used each power mm. once. And yeah. I don't know. I, I wanted like a cool, like, moment. I, I mean, obviously, it wasn't. She wasn't going to. You know, she has to die for the actual heroes to blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. I just want a little bit more use. It's, it felt like a special ability you get in a video game that you right. never use again. It's like, oh, cool. That's, that, oh, there's no way. That ties, yeah, into like, why I, I, that ties into why I wanted to play this as a video game because this yes, would be, exactly. this, I wanted this would to play be an open world powers. Metroidvania, if so. Because every time yeah. you unlock one of those powers, you're like, cool, I'm going to go back yes. to the whatever nation and I'm going to go I got the that. double jump now. Yeah. I got the double jump. <laughs> yes. I can I can jump on, on water. I can jump on rain. Now I'm going to go back to the rainy nation yes. and I'm going to get to places I couldn't reach it's before. Like, there's that, yeah, there's this like level that it's always raining and you go there like, how do I get over this thing? And you don't know what the abilities are yet at the beginning of the game, and right? Then, and so then when you get this, <gasps> run, jumping on rain, oh, sweet, now I can go back. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Make it happen. Triple, I, what, when do I get a triple A metroidvania adventure game like the arkham games but based on disney movies what can they make good disney video games please all right that's all i gotta say yeah yeah not since i guess lion king and castle of illusion like yeah and i just keep replaying lion king and aladdin on the switch i just keep replaying them um but (laughs) anyway yeah i don't have anything else to say about this movie i think we i think we covered it i think it's solid um um so there you go everyone uh, does Raya, it now that we've right. talked about it? Does that change your opinion at all of whether or not you should pay thirty dollars to watch it early? No, I still don't think you should pay thirty dollars. Oh, no, no, okay, no, yeah. it didn't change my opinion either. <laughs> until you get, until you get the Ryan cut of the movie and all the extra contents added. Yeah. The, the Ryan cut that Ryan Davis has been withholding from the world. <laughs> Audiences have yes. been demanding it. Ryan, and by audience you mean um Ryan. Yes, I am an audience <laughs> member, and I will post on every Disney forum. And they'll think, oh, well, one person, one angry poster means billions of people want this. <laughs> yep. Hashtag release the Ryan cut. That's how it works. <laughs> um, All right. Well, cool. Well, that's Ryan the Last Dragon, everybody. There you go. Um, Ryan and Ryan the Last, and the Last I, I do, Dragon. Every time you guys say Raya, I, I, I do think you're saying my name. It's, it's Ryan. Weird. I'm just call you Because it's Ryan, me. Raya. And so it's Ryan. Ryan's the last. Ryan the Ryan. last dragon. Yeah, <laughs> I am the last dragon. Oh boy! Well, we're gonna have to sacrifice you so that we can hopefully achieve world peace. Sorry. That is also part of. Ra- that's part of the Ryan cut, by the way. I reveal myself at the end to be the last dragon. Wow. What would you rather be? The last dragon, the last Jedi, or the last unicorn? Unicorn. I don't really know what it means to be the last Jedi. <laughs> uh, you drink weird sea creature milk oh yummy <laughs> okay well m- moving right along uh we actually got uh an email this week uh so i'm gonna hu- i'll That's go right. ahead and let one of you all uh read it since it's uh oh should we well i was gonna say you could read it if you want chewy as you or well it doesn't matter Who i'll read it, read it since i'll, I'll read it i'll read, read it, it as if i'm pretending it's the person sending it because you know this person so um you can yes. respond to me as if you were responding to to this person okay you is you better respond email? accurately to uh, my okay response. well i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to like read it as if i am um kevin young even though i've never met this person i don't think all right hey i've already got the raw the raw the first word wrong um it's hi not hey hi chunksters kevin <laughs> oh the subject too by the way reopening the credits. reopening the credits all right hi chunksters <laughs> kevin here of reopening the world wormhole fame 
I was ecstatic to hear Ryan heap praise on our dumb show. And I'm so glad that Ryan is going through them this way. Sam, Jack, and I have always talked about how much we want someone to do exactly what he's doing, and I'm so glad he's enjoying it. Also, as a host of the show, let me correct a truly egregious error Sean made. We (laughs) did decide that we would do the series finale as the final episode. However, that wasn't the only sequencing choice we made in advance instead of randomly selecting. We also decided ahead of time to make the series premiere our 100th episode of the podcast. The second to last episode of our show is also the second to last episode of Deep Space Nine. And we made a big show of doing the episode that marks the exact middle of Deep Space Nine, episode 87, the exact middle of our coverage. Other than that, it's all random. Anyway, at the time of this writing, Ryan is probably not far from hearing the first episode we recorded, an early season two episode. We were such whippersnappers back then in 2015. It may have even been recorded in 2014. Sean's rant about movies, about bad people, was a delight to listen to. I'm not sure I agree, though. The movie that popped into my head is Vice, Adam McKay's searing indictment of Dick Cheney. It clearly takes a stance that Dick Cheney sucks, and I would argue that by making him the center of a movie, they aren't necessarily validating him. The movie only exists in order to shine a light on what a shithead he is. I'd argue that that is why I Care A Lot exists. It's provocative. It wants you, the viewer, to see how awful these people are and how it will not end well. I followed the characters of that movie with disdain, constantly waiting for them to receive their comeuppance. I recognize that some people watching it may root for them to succeed, and that's on the viewer. Is it irresponsible as an artist to create art that can be misinterpreted in that way? I don't know, but it's something to think about. Anyway, me and your friends think you're doing a great job. (laughs) And (laughs) me and your friends think you're doing a great job. And Ryan, look to hear at least one of your emails read on the next episode of Reopening the Wormhole. Kevin Young. Woo. All right. Oh, man. There's a lot there. Yeah. Um, Well, thanks for writing, Kevin. Uh, Love it. Um. Well, yeah, sorry. Apologies for my egregious um, errors in how you guys did episodes of Reopening the Wormhole and which ones were planned and which weren't. You should be ashamed of yourself. I don't think I could, I don't think I could ever fully make up for that sin. Um, Ryan, have you, have you listened to any more, by the way? Yeah, I finished season one of DS9. Um, oh. So, yeah, I, oh. the early, I think the earliest episode of, of theirs is episode five. So I've seen some early stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it like Meridian, I want to say? No, that was season two. Um, anyway, sorry. But the, I did, so I actually, I just watched the finale of season one today. And man, that is a good episode. Man, it's good. It is <laughs> so good. Nice. Um, man, I should go back and watch. I haven't, I've read only random episodes here and there since I originally watched it, you know, when it was. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Um, and then, oh, and yeah, uh, well, you're wrong, Kevin. You disagree with me? (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Uh, no, I, yeah, exactly. And, and I don't even know if I agree with myself to tell you the truth. I, I like, this is um something like you said it's art it's really interesting how i don't know even my own opinions fluctuate i will say i think specifying what i mean by validating him i don't think it is about validating i don't know how to describe it like like you said in like dick cheney i guess what i'm saying is that the fact that there's a movie about dick cheney 
gives value to being Dick Cheney. If that makes any sense. I don't mean to pick on Dick Cheney per se, but we, we, were, we were talking about Wolf of Wall Street guy in the last episode. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. So, you know, so what I guess I'm saying is like, okay, so I, I, again, a little bit, uh, you know, our, our current culture and blah, blah, blah um, is, you know, Instagram and, and influencers and just how do I get so many more followers on Instagram? If you were to ask someone, hey, you can have um, six million followers by being an awful person. But you're going to get 6 million followers because you're going to get a movie made about you. And you're like, right? People will choose that just because they will get the 6 million followers. Just because that, you know, yeah. regardless of how they get there. I, I don't think that is in, you know, it, that's a purely valid way in isolation to judge art based on that criteria. Because I disagree with that notion. But I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not going to say that, like, you know, this doesn't happen. Because, yeah. People will will do something just to make them like if if you told me that there was going to be a movie made about me as I am, that's great. Oh, cool. If you told me there wasn't going to be a movie made about me, but there would be if I went and murdered 50 million people, there would be versions of Sean that would be considering murdering 50 people. This version of Sean. Knowing that a movie. <laughs> yes i won't say if it's this version of sean i i i'm i'm all, all all over the place with my explanation here. i'm just saying that like the the film doesn't have to be film but in this place art book television anything right something made about you as a as a human as who you are that is so powerful that's a powerful i don't yeah, know i think you know air to breathe it, that people will be willing to i think i think pretty much yeah, that do do anything for that. I, I I don't I don't know if I could take a stance either way, but I do think that artists should do. Ha- I don't know that they have the responsibility to make those decisions, but they have the responsibility yeah. to understand what could happen. Yeah, that's I, I a think good that, way to put it. Yeah, I, I like, think that I if like you're going to make art, you should understand the possible repercussions of what you're going to do, and if you're okay with yeah. that, then that's your decision. It is ultimately up to the decision yeah. of the artist. But I think you. I I don't think that art should be just mean blindly i think you should realize that you are putting a statement out there it's just like how you know in america you you say whatever you want but you're not you're not exempt from consequences you know you you know, you know exactly. express your yeah. opinion but understand that your opinion may cause consequences and know those consequences that's your responsibility i think as an artist uh that that's yeah. just my onion i don't know <clears throat> i don't i think also too maybe like there's a little bit of uh yeah I mean in general I agree I don't think you know I'm not I'm not saying legally or even necessarily morally you know this is that's a that's obviously a big gray area but I don't even necessarily think that artists are morally responsible for someone that like follows mm-hmm. and you know does something because of their film um but I will say that like you know again going back to this idea of of well I mean to to kind of compare it to a little bit of current events statues right there's Mm. like oh you know should we have statues glorifying people who were probably not people that maybe had values we should be glorifying does that erase them no we could still learn about that person and learn about that story and learn the lessons and learn the context and learn the history of what this person did but do we need a statue for them in the same way do films kind of follow that do we if we made a film about you know, a, a person that, you know, why do we need to make a, I guess, 
Is it is it different than well, that? Well, I I I, you, I yeah. think that's an interesting comparison because when you put up a statue for someone, you are glorifying them. And yes, so if yeah. somebody makes a decision to take a statue down, you're saying, "Wait, okay, do we still agree with the reason that it was put up in the first place?" Mm-hmm. So I do yeah. so in that case, you're re-examining the reason why it was made in the first place. So if you're making a mm-hmm. piece of art to criticize somebody, maybe it might be your responsibility to make sure that that message gets across. And I think maybe yeah, that's, that's where true. the gray area is. I, I think maybe what here here's I think maybe something that hopefully pinpoints my idea. I think j- even if your message is condemning this person or or the actions and behavior of this person, the the most awful person ever, you make a film about how awful they are. My argument is that just the fact that you are making a film equates to building a statue to hmm. them. Even if on that statue you put, this person was an awful person. They were never do anything this person does. They're bad, 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 bad. It's still a statue to that person. Mm. You can still see this statue. So even if you're making a film that is condemning everything this person does, it still rises above the skyline. Yeah, what if somebody doesn't know how to read and can't read that placard? Well, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. So, there you go. Uh, I don't well, know. It's a... Does this help? Does this make? Yeah, I don't. We haven't resolved. No, we anything. haven't resolved anything, but we at least have shed some light on the fact that yes, this is a complicated topic, um, and there's room for lots of opinions here. But uh, at any rate, um, thanks for writing in. That that, that gave yeah, us some uh, meat, yeah, meaty stuff to talk about. All right. Well, yeah, on that good. note, I think um, I think we better be taking our uh, our our dragon orb shards and. Our roly poly dragons, dragon monster horse thingies, and our, our roly poly motorcycle mobile, and just riding on out of here into the sunset. So, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else? Yes. No, I don't think so. Ryan, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I think I think we pretty well captured it. I, I must say that having actually an email this week, and not only that, a really good email that gave us a really good topic to discuss, yep. was a delight. So anybody who else wants to yes. participate in this show, um, yumchunks at gmail.com. You can email us there or any of our outlets that have a comment section, leave a comment. We'll find it eventually. Um, or tweet us, yumchunks, Twitter, whatever. Um, please, that was fun. We'd like to do it again. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, and, and Kevin, you're a, you're a great, thoughtful person. Thank you. Keep challenging us. <laughs> yes, we need it. We need to be put in our place. All right, everybody. Well, there you go. There's some thoughts and some um, words about things. Yes. Um, look forward to some more stuff in the weeks ahead. Um, we've said it in the last couple episodes, but just a reminder, we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier soon. We got Justice League, the Zack Snyder um, the, glorification, the, dr- the statue to Zack <laughs> oh, Snyder. No. But, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, and are we, and are we justifying Zack Snyder? Are we validating Zack Snyder by reviewing? <laughs> yeah, are we validating him by doing episode? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, we might need to rethink that. Anyway, we're part of the problem. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that stuff, and thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Take care. Have a good whatever. Goodbye. <laughs>